Are you hiring? Do you know where to post your job so that you can find the best candidates? With ZipRecruiter, you can post your job to 100 plus job sites with just one click. Then their powerful technology takes over. It officially matches the right people to your job better than anyone else. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by businesses of all sizes to find the most qualified job candidates with immediate results. Right now, try ZipRecruiter for free by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash first cut. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash first cut. One more time, try it for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash first cut. On the 13th hole, everything changed. Kyle Porter right there. This is the First Cut Podcast with Kyle Porter. I'm Chip Patterson. Kyle, man, like too juiced up. Like I, I am I I am fist pumping. I am I am as fired up as Jordan Spieth after his eagle two holes later. Um we witnessed we're recording this Monday morning. We witnessed like a like like what an all-time open finish? I mean, am I am I going like too hyperbole on this? Like, I think that the the drama and the way that everything unfolded, um, Jordan Spieth, the the player, the 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 Open champion, like this has been an awesome, awesome wire-to-wire win for one of the all-time greats, and I was happy to cover it. Oh, it it was it was spectacular. Before we get into that. Chip, I, I do want to say I, I walked into my kitchen this morning, Monday morning, here in the United States, and the coffee pot went off, and I just looked at my wife and I said, "Go get that, go, <laughs> go get that." <laughs> she, didn't, she didn't, she didn't oblige like like Michael Grell like Michael Grell did. <laughs> I mean that that is going to be a a thing in golf that lives on for the next. I don't know, five years, 10 years. I mean, it, it was such a, a an iconic moment um, on the 15th hole when he made that eagle. It, it, I, I couldn't, it, it was one of those events where you're watching everything and, and you, you like sense that you're watching history, like you're, you're, you're watching it unfold and you're like, I can't believe I'm getting to like watch this historic series of events take place uh, from my living room on my TV. It, it was just... It, it was so incredible, and um, you know, I, I I never felt I never felt like Spieth was going to lose. I, I really didn't. I, I tweeted when they got to the back nine, even that he was going to uh, that he's going to win by three. Um, I made sure and retweeted that because it was like the only prediction I got right for the entire week. <laughs> <laughs> you gave but, it the bump. You gave it the Twitter bump. Oh yeah, oh yeah. But it it was just um, I don't know. I, I mean. I, I, we can get into this, but it, it's sort of making me reevaluate the way that we see Jordan Spieth. And and as and as fun as um, last year's Stenson Mickelson duel was, and it and it was awesome, like it was amazing. And and the fact that Phil was involved was spectacular. I, I almost felt like this one was, I don't know if it was more fun, but I I was more um, I was more just hyped by it, just because it was. I th- I think there was more drama, honestly, this this time because you had. You know the hill and and the Titleist truck and give me a round number. Give me a round number was like the low key best moment of the day <laughs> because Michael Greller standing on top of this hill and Speed has no idea where he's hitting it on thirteen and he's just give me a round number and get off the hill. <laughs> I mean that, that's that's incredible. That's and, an and impossible Spieth, ask too. And, was, and, like, I saw somebody say like, "Oh, Greller gave him a bad number because he came up short at the green." Can you uh, can you imagine Austin Johnson trying to give DJ a number there? I mean, they would have been out there for like two hours. 
it would, it would have been unbelievable. But uh, yeah, I mean, Spieth is clearly an all-timer. Uh, I, we talked about this all week, Birdale producing uh, historically great champions. Their nine winners have 37 majors combined, uh, which is just unbelievable. And, and Spieth will probably uh, likely eventually add to that total. So uh, for me, an all-time open. I've covered 23 majors now, um, and I, I don't know if that was the best one, but it's certainly in the top three or four. The uh, It started from the tee shot. First tee shot was well hit by Jordan Spieth, and then he got a bad lie, and he just came out and the mics caught him. That's crap. That's crap. Yeah. Uh, and like from from that first hole like on, there was just all of a sudden uh, – you know, Jordan looked lost on the greens. He was spraying it around. Like and then, like Kuchar, who at one point was the live betting favorite, as they were searching for the ball on thirteen. I was following the live odds. That was awesome because yeah, you just I get bet. to like see see the insane dips. It was like a, a stock market's nightmare or something like that. <laughs> but like Kuchar even was uh, was struggling a little bit. And then we had to start taking into consideration that How Tong Lee who just had the best finish for a Chinese-born player in open history, um, that at six under, after he shot a 63 on Sunday, that that might have been good enough to get into the playoff. And like to, to have that thought going through our head at like the eighth hole or the ninth hole when, the, when Kuchar and Spieth were going on, but then to see where it finished only adds to your comment about just the drama and the ups and downs of that Sunday were just incredible. Yeah, and Spieth does this thing, and and it can get. I think it can get a little bit annoying at regular events, like if he's playing Colonial or even somewhere like Bridgestone, where he's always talking. I was watching with my wife, and she's like, he just he just he just talks all the time, and it can get a little bit like, I don't know, if frustrating is the right word, but you're just like, just just be quiet. But then at at majors, and especially. At, at one like this it was so dramatic uh it, it's it is riveting because it, it's just such great tv because you're almost he kind of draws you into the uh, uh, into the round with him it feels like you're like right there because you can hear everything that he says that's crap that's crap you know, give me a round number. Uh, just his conversation uh with the marshals about where to drive. I mean it, the, the whole thing uh, is is completely fascinating, or it was to me. And I, I mean, the the whole scene at thirteen. I just and, and I wrote about this afterwards. But his ability to compartmentalize these uh, sort of holes that these blow up holes. And we saw this at Augusta, right, in two thousand sixteen. He he makes a quad on twelve, then he goes birdie par birdie, almost aces sixteen, and you're like, holy crap! Like, is he gonna is he gonna get into a playoff with Danny Willett? His his bounce back ability is outrageous and it's because he's so mentally good and and he would attribute a lot of that to his caddy Michael Greller but some of that's just innate like that's just in him that's just who he is and and I think it's his best quality he is the best iron player in the world that's why he's involved in so many tournaments that's why he he's up at the top of leaderboards a lot but he wins majors because he's so just mentally outrageously strong. Like I, I don't even, I don't even have the words to describe how he does what he does. Um, but his bounce back and then coming home five under of the last five holes, Justin Ray tweeted today that it was, um, the best five hole finish uh, of the last 20 years. You had 
you had Schwartzel at the 11 Masters went four under over the last five, but Spieth going five under was was the best close ever. And I feel bad for Kuchar because he I don't know if he wasn't ready for it, but I, I don't know that he saw that coming. Um, another Justin Ray tweet. I hold on before we get to the before we get to Rory. Um, I want to throw this at you. Is the Titleist truck shot the best product, future product placement since Tiger's Nike ball dropping in the hole? (laughs) I've heard innumerable people talk about this now. Uh, It wasn't at the time because he was about to blow the open (laughs) right by the Titleist truck. Uh, But it is now because it turned into uh, the best bogey of his life, you know, and, and, and getting, uh, just, just making that bogey. You could, you could almost see, I mean, you, you couldn't, you could almost see it through your TV, him flip a switch on 14, almost dunks it on 14. And then obviously, uh, what happened on 15, 16 and 17, it was just, it, it was so, um, fascinating to watch him just do what, you know, historically great golfers do and that's and that's close he's closed chip now nine of his last 10 uh 54 hole leads that's that's absurd like if you close 40 percent, that's that's really good if you close 50 percent, that's uh, outrageous that's a that's a tiger number the the nine of ten i mean it, it it's I think we're sort of, we're ruined by Tiger because we can't properly contextualize all of this because Tiger was like the outlier out of everything. Right. But I, I just I, I think Spieth is historically great, and by historically I mean he he might be one of the ten or fifteen best golfers of all time when it's all said and done. Um, another Justin Ray stat that I had flagged for our conversation today: last sixty three holes of the Open. Jordan Spieth played it nine under. Rory McIlroy, 10 under. What could have been if that boy doesn't go out and bogey five of his first six holes? In the, uh, the post-round press conference on Sunday, he called it a lost opportunity. He was specifically referencing uh, some chances coming in on Saturday where he really felt like he let... Uh, some some birdies go or some birdie opportunities go by. Um, this is there were there were two ways, and this is what one of the the things that I wrote yesterday. There are two ways to look at it because I was coming out of this looking at Rory McIlroy and uh, looking at the miscuts at the Scottish and Irish Open and looking at the way he was able to flip the switch after that horrendous start. And I had a lot of uh, excitement. You know, I have I've got renewed enthusiasm for. Rory McIlroy getting a you know going for uh like a monster performance at Quail Hollow where he's got the sixty one and he's got two Wells Fargo wins, um you know I I just think that you know he was he seemed to be more negative on it than I was in terms of looking at his performance here but then again he's the four time major winner who probably feels like if he had just you know, done a few things here and there, he might have been having the claret jug in his hands. What was your takeaway from McElroy's week? Well, uh, Andy Johnson of the Fried Egg said this. I can't remember where he said it. It, it might have been on Twitter or something. But major championships are all about these these what he called micro moments. And so for me, it was obviously front nine on Thursday for Rory, but then back nine on Saturday. You just mentioned that he had the double on ten, which was just a horrific double and then he didn't really take advantage um of some easy conditions like 
you mentioned coming home. And so he plays those two nines differently and it's a different story. I, I do think that, um, I, I think it's setting up, I, I, part, okay. So part of me, I, I don't know if I, I am saying this because I want it so badly or because, uh, it's actually going to happen, but it feels a little like quail hollow is going to be just a, just a, like an all time slugfest between Spieth and Rory. We, we saw this, Smith and Rory are the co-favorites at 8-1. to one. I saw that this morning. But we saw this a couple years ago at uh, Whistling Straits with Day and Spieth where they really separated themselves on Saturday and Sunday and were just they were just going at it all yeah. weekend. It, it was, was awesome. awesome. Yeah, it, it was so it was good. So good. <laughs> but to get that, I mean, y- you take it to another level to get that between Spieth and Rory because Rory going for his fifth – Spieth going for the career slam and a little bit of like, okay, who's actually the alpha of this, of this kind of generation, you know, like there, there's, there, there's, there's going to be a lot of that talked about over the next few months and years of like, wait a second, who's, who, who, who rules this generation the way that Tiger did uh, the last generation. And I, I don't think that, I don't think Rory really likes it that people are going to talk about Spieth like that. And I'm curious to see like, what he does about it on the course and man to get a just a just a freaking 72 hole shootout between those two at quail hollow rory's home course i joked how good would that be oh i'm here for it absolutely here for it all right so that like i i feel like as golf fans there has been a little bit of uh like identity crisis when it comes to identifying that alpha because in 2014 you couldn't like you thought Rory was going to dominate for the next 10 years and then in 2015 all of a sudden uh then it's Spieth and then at the start of this season you know going into the Masters until uh he slips and falls on the stairs like Dustin Johnson is going to rule the 2017 season you throw in uh, you know, the, the Jason Day excitement when he finally broke through with that Whistling Straits PGA Championship win. Um, I, I kind of feel like there's been a, a reclamation in the last couple weeks of, you know, those two players, Jordan Spieth and Rory McIlroy, or at least maybe that is what, again, maybe I'm with you and I'm jumping ahead to what I want to see, but it's almost like a, nah, don't, like, DJ is awesome and all, and, and you know, Brooks is a, a worthy U.S. Open champ, but the, the best golfers in the world are like one of those two. Yeah, and, and we have a tendency. I was talking uh, to some, I was actually talking to my wife about this last night because we were talking about like crowning people like right after something happens and how like there's so much hyperbole that goes on. And that's true. Like, uh, um, Bryson wins the John Deere and people are always oh, going to win like four majors. Like what, what? Let it, let's let, <laughs> let's let him win two, like two golf tournaments first, you know? And that, that stuff happens. Like when, when somebody wins one major, like Brooks wins a major, right? And we're like, Oh, he could win five. And it's like, okay, well he could, but he's probably not going to, or somebody wins, you know, two golf tournaments in a year, maybe a Daniel Berger type. We're like, Oh, he's a Ricky. Even he's going to win multiple majors. He's an all timer. And it's like, maybe, but here's the difference with Spieth and Rory. They both won uh, three or more majors, I believe, both before they turned 25. And that historically is a uh, is a marker. I mean, we 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 saw the stat all week, like Spieth joining Nicholas, and and could 
uh, take down Tiger as the youngest ever to the career slam. I mean, they, we're, we're on historical trajectories with both of these guys. So I feel more confident in calling those two the two best of this generation. Uh, when we look back even in 20 years, that, that they will be the two that, that kind of stand out. And you know it's going to happen at some point, Chip. They're, they're young enough. They've got enough majors in front of them that at some point – they're both going to be feeling it in the same week. And, and here, here's, the, here's the thing that fascinates me. If, if they get into um, – well, here, here's – okay, so here's the thing. If Rory gets into contention at a major, he wins. He's, he's four for four. Like he, and I mean real contention, like leading after 36 or leading after 54. The only uh, kind of outlier there was the 2011 Masters. Now, Spieth has been a little bit different. He's put himself into contention a lot. And he's not won all of them. He lost the 16 Masters. He lost the 14 Masters. Uh, he lost the uh, 15 uh, Open at St. Andrews. But he's giving himself more chances to get it done. Whereas Rory, if he's up there, he just wins. Like he just puts his foot on the gas. So to see them both in contention at the same time, I mean, I, I, it would be riveting. And especially with Spieth going for the career slam and – uh, and doing it at a course where Rory's had a ton of su- success, I, I just, man, I hope we get it because it would be fa- it would be fantastic. Because that's, I mean, that's the fun about their comparison is that like when Rory is on a heater, no one's better, and Jordan's ability to compartmentalize everything and just grind, no matter like like whether he's got his best stuff or not, whether he's on a hot streak or not, just the like, he's such a good ball striker and he can continue to take these holes one by one. Like the, the comparison and the contrast of those two styles is what would make the duel so much fun. Well, and it's almost like Spieth's, what Spieth does is more rare than what Rory does. Rory is, Rory is basically a rich man's uh, DJ. Yeah. And, I, and I know that sounds crazy, but like Rory's DJ's heaters can't compare to Rory's heaters. He, R- Rory is like an all time heater writer, if you will. I don't, <laughs> that's not even a phrase, but he, he's he is his best, I think, is the best uh, uh, as good as Tiger's best. Right. Mm-hmm. But but he doesn't he doesn't get on those heaters uh, super often. I say that he's he's won four majors. He does it a lot, but not not like. He just doesn't put himself into contention as much as as Spieth. And so the reason I say what Spieth does is is more rare. It's because like he's given him he's given himself a shot at like seven majors so far. And he's 23. I mean, like, and he hasn't won all of them, but just his ability to understand the rhythm of a 72 hole event and give himself a chance. Because that's all you're trying to do. These guys are so good that you're just trying to give yourself a chance. Like, that's what Matt Kuchar wants. That's what Brant Snedeker wants. Just give me a chance to win a major late on a Sunday. And Spieth has given himself like seven of those chances, which is it just it's, – it's outrageous. It's so good. Uh, and, and part of it is because he's a great iron player. Part of it is because he's got a great short game. But most of it is because he knows how to mentally hang on to a tournament uh, uh, over over a four day grind that's that's really tough. So, I think what Spieth does is more rare. Uh, but I think to see their styles kind of clash at a place like Quail Hollow with so much history on the line, man, that it would just be it would be so good. It would be awesome. Um, quick quick question for our listeners. You know, are are you hiring? Because 
You know, as you're going around and, and you're watching uh, the Open Championship, as you're managing your day-to-day, uh, it can be tough to try and also add what seems like a second job as you're trying to hire for your company. But ZipRecruiter can help you out because with ZipRecruiter, you can post your job to 100 plus job sites with just one click. Then their powerful technology efficiently matches the right people to your job better than anyone else. In fact, over 80% of the jobs posted on ZipRecruiter get a qualified candidate in just 24 hours. And that means you don't have to worry about emails or calls. You just Simply screen, rate, and manage the candidates with an easy-to-use dashboard. So find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by businesses of all sizes to find the most qualified candidates with immediate results. Right now, you can go to ZipRecruiter for free and use it. This is how you do it. You go to ZipRecruiter.com slash first cut. This is just for our listeners. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash first cut. One more time, try ZipRecruiter for free today. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash first cut. All right. So we've got uh, a, a final leaderboard with uh, with some, some really interesting takeaways. Um, before we get there, the course, everything you wanted? Oh, yeah. I mean, like I said, we came in thinking that it was a – it was a corner of Kings and, uh, it, it, it was again, I mean the, you know, we, <laughs> how Tong Lee and, and Matt Kuchar teased us for a bit, but, uh, ultimately it was, it was speed that pulled through. I, I just thought that, man, I love links golf. Like, you know, I, I watched a little bit of the, uh, this is, I, this is shameful to admit this, but I was watching some LPGA last night, uh, before I went to bed after I just got done watching 71 hours of open championship golf, but just the contrast of this, this golf in, in the U S compared to links golf, it's just not as, um, it's not as fun. It's not as creative, you know, and, and, and to watch, um, the best players at their, at their peak, like creativity, uh, is, is awesome. And, and, you know, we saw it on Sunday, like you can make the last eight guys put the first hole in seven over. Um, but you could also easily make birdies there. And I, I, I just think that the, um, Birddale's ability to, to, to basically get like, it, I just felt like all the breaks kind of evened out. Like if you hit good shots, you get rewarded. You didn't have to be in the middle of the fairway, but you had to be kind of close you know if you weren't like we saw on, on sunday with speed it was it was a mess by the way shout out to the did you see the uh, tweet of the marshal just getting in the mix when speed hit that ball on 13 i think no laying up retweeted it did you see that he, he just went charging into the group to like throw in bodies left and right so he could get to the ball he looked like lavar errington from like 1997 yeah. or 19, whenever I mean, he was just throwing his body over Spieth's, <laughs> over Spieth's ball, trying to protect the tournament. It was, it was fantastic, but yeah, I just, I loved it. I, I thought Birdale was, was tremendous. They're going to Carnoustie next year, which will be equally good, but man, Chip, look at the, look at the last five winners we've gotten from, uh, from open championships. You go back to, uh, to Phil and, 13. So we go Phil, Rory, ZJ in a playoff, um, Stinson over Phil, uh, and then Spieth. That is, <laughs> that is strong. That yeah. is a, 
that's an all-time five-year run from from uh, uh, from all five guys have have multiple ma- or I guess Stenson doesn't, but the other four have multiple majors. So um, and, St- and Stenson not a multiple major winner, but a world-class golfer for sure. Yeah, if if Stenson is your worst quote-unquote like least accomplished guy in that group, you're you're doing pretty good. And you know the way that that course kind of finishes with the two par fives at the end and. 18 is is tricky and fun and I don't know I, I just I loved it I thought it was I thought it was awesome I love the bunkers too um we don't I don't know how deep we need to get into this but like just the fact that bunkers are actually like can can penalize you depending on on where your ball ends up and I, and I don't know like this this might be stupid but I love the fact that you can hit a good shot and still not get rewarded for it like we saw with speed because I think that that part of it 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 really challenges your sensibilities and it challenges your mind because you're like, man, I'm playing good, but I'm not getting breaks. So you, not only do you have to physically hang in, but you have to mentally like hang in because, um, you know, a lot of times you, you get bad breaks. I like the links golf, uh, because the, like having to play the course, like having to play the roles and having to play the different way, like knowing that you can miss here, because it'll funnel down into this area, which might not be as thick, but knowing that you absolutely can't miss here because you might end up in an impossible pot bunker and having to play your different angles and then also having enough space on the course to play all the different angles and you know work your way uh, with an approach into uh, the pin based on where it's going to be. I mean, that's like that's what you're talking about, right? Like all the different calculations that go into it when you're sitting there on the tee and on the fairway, just trying to figure out how in the hell you're going to get into a position to try and get a score. Yes, that is what I'm talking about. And just the fact that you can play the course in so many different ways just fascinates me. I mean, Spieth was talking uh, about 13 afterwards and he said, um, he said, I was basically trying to miss the fairway to the right. (laughs) He wasn't trying to miss it that far to the right, but he said, I, I didn't really want to be in the, I can't remember why he said, I can't remember if it was an angle or because of the lie or whatever, but I mean, that is, that's really interesting. It's just more intriguing, right? Like you can't, it's more you can't in- do that at a, a course with a real thin fairway and a whole bunch of pine trees. Right. It's more intriguing to me. Um, the way that guys like trying to decipher the way that guys play links courses, and specifically great ones like Bergdale, Carnoustie, St. Andrews, than it is uh, to watch them point and shoot at Firestone. I mean, it just is. Like, I'm, I apologize. So, I'm sorry, PGA Tour, but it just it just is. And um, I don't know. Like, we, we've it, it just it just produces great champions, and and we saw another one this year. All right, I uh, want to pick your brain about a few individual performances. Um, we've we felt really good on our predictions podcast about Ricky Fowler's opportunity to make some noise here. And you've said before, it feels like Ricky Fowler is a, has a game that is built for the opens U S open and open championship. Uh, This performance had like individual shots that were awesome. And there were holes that were very good, but when you're coming away uh, looking at Fowler's entire 72 round, 71, 71, 67, 71, um, man, it, it, I never felt like, you know, from, from the start of when we started to see him out there after about nine holes, I felt like mentally from watching him, I, 
I kind of wrote him out of the uh, the contention list. You know, when especially when you're you're starting. Uh, six strokes off the pace when Spieth and Kuchar both drop a 65 on Thursday. Like, what's what's your takeaway from uh, from from Rick's uh, another time where like, you know, T22 ain't bad. You know, that was like he was he was playing some pretty good golf. But uh, if you were expecting that this was going to be an opportunity for him to get that major championship, uh, certainly a little disappointing to see him drop 371s. Yeah, it, it was disappointing. You know, I, I, I don't I don't think the takeaway is negative, though, just because, I mean, you look at his rounds, and and, and this is, I didn't see a ton of him just because I didn't show him a ton because he wasn't in contention, but first round, 61% of greens, second round, 61%, third round, 61%, fourth round, 50%. So, so he was hitting greens in regulation. I feel like he just kind of wasn't making putts. And so when that's the case, it's sort of like, well, whatever like it just wasn't my week i just didn't make any putts he played the front nine uh chip in six under uh which was really impressive uh, but if even if you look at like his saturday round he makes uh 17 straight hole in in his first 17 holes he makes 14 pars uh two birdies and an eagle and i mean i just felt like he was striking it really well we did see some of that round uh but he just wasn't making putts you know and you know three or four of those putts go and all of a sudden you're you're in the mix in the tournament. So I, I don't really take a ton away other than it just wasn't really his week. And is that something you think gets into like gets into your mind probably? I mean it would get into my mind, but I'm also not a professional golfer. But like when when just when putts aren't rolling in but everything else is clicking, then you you almost find yourself reserved to that like that uh more plotting tone and rhythm. Yeah, I think so. I think during the week it gets in your head a little bit. But then when you take a step back and, and look back on the week, it, it's almost encouraging, right? Because you're like, oh, well, I mean, I'll make those putts at some point. You know, I'll make them at the PGA. I'll make them at the, in, in the FedEx Cup. Like those, those you just, you, you have to, and, and Spieth does, is better at this than anybody, but you have to maintain that self-belief at, at the highest level. You know, and and I think that's what's so hard about staying inside the top five or top ten in the world is you just have to. And and Rory has been really open about this struggle, and so is Spieth. Of like, sometimes I, I don't feel like I'm a great golfer, and you're like, like us looking at that, you're like, that's, <laughs> a, that's absurd. Like you're that's that's an absurd statement. But I appreciate that sort of uh, mental battle that those guys undergo. And and did you see what uh, Spieth said about? How Greller pulled him aside on the seventh tee box and said, "You know that you know that picture you tweeted out of you and and Michael Jordan and Michael Phelps." He's like, "You're in that group. You're you're part of that. You're a legend." No, because that was because Spieth followed it up with like that was the little bit of self belief that I needed, right? Yeah, he said he was thinking about that over putts that he hit on the back nine, and 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 it, it's just it's incredible to me that the small like. Um, differences in mental self-belief and 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 what separates the best guys from just being really good and and so i just i don't know that that part of the game tiger never let us in to like see that uh part of his like mental side that much but to watch rory and spieth try to kind of decipher it and explain it to us in real time is uh, to me, it's it's super fascinating, and and it's very, I think, sort of 
this might not be the right term, but it's sort of endearing. Like it, it makes you. It's uh, relatable because it's human psychology, in my opinion. Exactly. It's very galvanizing. Yeah, and I think it's I think it's why so many people uh, love those guys so much. Um. All right. Matt Kuchar. We he was right there, you know, just a uh, fantastic performance, like right 65 on Thursday with Jordan uh, for Saturday and Sunday. You know, they they pulled they pulled themselves away together. They fell back to the pack together. And then uh, he finishes three strokes ahead of third place, but three strokes behind Jordan. Um, this, like, the the Matt Kuchar major championship win, do you think it will happen uh, before he goes on to dominate on the Champions Tour? Oh, my gosh. He's going to clean up on the Champions <laughs> Tour. He's going to have so many Champions Tour majors. <laughs> the question is, PGA Tour, or, like, uh, majors before he moves on to the Champions Tour. Um, I'm going to say no. Yeah. Just cause he's, he's got what, like two or three, like, uh, I don't know. He might have like four, he's 39. He's got four or five years. Like he's got like 20 majors, 20 real chances. It's just like, it's, it's so difficult to, it's so difficult to, to do it when, when guys like Spieth and, and Rory are, are doing what, you know, what they're doing and you throw in Kepka and Fowler and everybody else. But I don't know. I, I've got a question for you, Chip. Do you, did you ever feel like um, did you ever feel like Matt Kuchar was going to win the golf tournament no. at any point on Sunday? Did you feel like he was going to win it? No. No. Even, I see, I, did you? I didn't. I didn't either. And I and I don't totally know why. Part of it was Spieth, and Kuchar was playing great. I, I just I don't know. Like there was just something about the way everything happened that I, I never thought, Oh my gosh, Matt Kuchar's going to win this golf tournament. I just never really did. I, all right. So I, I mentioned it earlier. I thought it was interesting and funny, not funny. I thought it was interesting and worth pointing out that there was a moment that he was all of a sudden the live betting favorite because in my head, I didn't think he was going to win it. You know, like I was just like this, like, yeah, you don't, Matt Kuchar's not a front runner. Like he's not a, he, he's not the, He's like he's he was striping it. He was hitting it solid, but he's not super long. And like there's, uh, there's just not a ton about watching Matt. Co- We've seen Matt Kuchar in the top ten at major championships plenty, right? Like we've yeah. seen him yeah. up in the mix. We've gotten to watch a lot of this, but uh, I don't. I, I see Matt Kuchar like chasing, like getting on a, a heater and chasing down players. Uh, I I like Matt Kuchar because uh, I I kind of feel like the the big kid thing, the big kid thing is endearing, but the big kid also maybe gets a little bit tight when it comes to like being in first place and putting his foot on the gas, you know. Like maybe he doesn't he doesn't exude killer instinct. Is that it? Like what is it about Matt Kuchar's personality that gives me less confidence in him just absolutely stepping on the throat of a major championship? Yeah, I, I don't know. You know, I, I think that I think that if he wins a major, it, it will be the way that that Danny Willett won it, where he's like the fourth to last group and he shoots a sixty six, and somebody just collapses and he finds out know? in the clubhouse. Yeah, and that sort of happened on Sunday. Spieth never like had the quad, obviously. Um, 
but I, I, I don't know. Like I, I did feel bad. Uh, I did feel bad for Kucher because his family's there and like Speeth is going to win. You know, I, I do want to talk about how many majors Speeth is going to win, but he's going to win however many majors, f- five, eight, 14, whatever. <laughs> and you, you, you want, you want Kucher to, you want him to have like that one, right? Like that one moment or that one that he gets to kind of savor. Absolutely. Uh, and he's probably not going to, and that kind of stinks, like for him. And I don't know. I just, I, I, I feel like he almost. Um, I, this was a big week for him because I feel like he won a lot of people over. Not uh, people that like don't watch golf or like even casual fans, but people who are in like golf Twitter and like people who are in the heart of it every week. It, he. he, he I feel like he he sort of won them over to the point that like we all want him to like everybody I think everybody wants him to win a major but now we're like oh my gosh like I really want Matt Kuchar to win a major championship and I think it'd be awesome if it was at like Augusta um, because he's played so well there but I, I don't know I, I am I it, wrong it, on like he just doesn't scream like front runner wire to wire pull away from the field no you're not wrong like yeah. I don't think he's ever been that guy um but it just is like he i think people i think part of that is like people don't realize how good he is like he's so good and he's been really good for a really long time um but he just i, I don't know uh, it, it i hope it i hope it happens at some point um and i feel like it could and and he might get he might get one more chance, two more chances, something like that. And and hopefully he he's able to take advantage of them. All right, so I'm gonna set. Are we doing uh, major yeah, me, major wins give, from here moving forward, or major wins total for Jordan Speed? Give me total majors and give me total wins for Speed. He's got uh, three majors in his first 18 as a professional, and he's got. 11 wins in like his first 120 uh, as a professional. I'm going to go 12 and a half as the number. Oh, 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 oh. oh that, I'm, I'm going, I'm definitely going under. That is a lot. 12, oh my gosh. 12 and a half. What would you go over? Uh, all right. So what do I, so what? Nine and a half, eight and a half. Um, I'd go, Man, we had this question at the Players Championship uh, a couple couple months ago, and I think the number was like six and a half. And I think I went under that. I think I might be wrong about that. Uh, but uh, he's only twenty three. I mean, it's it's crazy what he's doing. That's what I'm if saying. He, I, I posted this graph. He, he's ahead of Tiger's age pace. He's not ahead of Tiger's like. Um, wins per turn per major played the tiger won six of his first 18 speeds won three of his first 18 but in terms of age he's ahead of tiger because tiger stayed in college a little bit longer um i i think eight or nine is is a is a good number i think i mean to get to 10 in this era uh would be would be a lot but he i mean he's got he's got 19 20 years worth of of Majors in front of him. He's got I'm, eighty. He's got eighty majors to play. 
I th- I think he hits 10. 12 and a half was a ridiculous number. <laughs> I'm sitting here. I'm no, like, I mean, no, I'm like 18. No, 14. No, 11. Mm, sure. But, but it, but it's not, it's, it, it might not be a ridiculous number. And, th- and this goes back to like tiger ruined everything because we don't, we, we don't know how to contextualize anything now. Like it's just, we don't, we don't know. And, and I said tiger ruined everything. He ruined everything because he got to 14, by the time he was 32 and then he didn't do anything after that. And so you're like, I don't, I don't even know like what is a, like what is a great career necessarily? Like, like 14 is, is a ton, but Spieth might be an all time. Like, I, I don't know. Like I, I, I th- and what I'm saying is like, I, I think it's really hard to, to settle in on what the actual over under should be. Um, but, but I'll say if you put it at, um, 10 and a half or, or no, if you put it at nine and a half, I'll go under that. And you're saying you'll go over that. Right. I think you can get okay. 10. I like that. I think nine and a half is a pretty good number. I, th- I think that your point of, uh, how often he has put himself into contention is probably where I rest my yeah. like defense of going high with Jordan Spieth. Just that like, you're just not, going to find even in an era where there are so many great golfers that all seem to be passing the alpha baton back and forth that the just the law of averages and the probabilities of like if you are if you are in contention to win that often at major championships and if you are so strong at being able like not needing your best golf not needing to be on a hot streak and still being able to figure out courses and establish a game plan that you know as long as he can stay healthy and if he does have like 20 years left then like he's going to he's going to come up with enough of those shots and drain enough 50 foot eagle putts to to power through to to becoming like to becoming like a like I think when when we used this before in May you said uh, Jordan Spieth with a Phil like career right like forty two wins five majors yeah but I, I don't know again like I think what he if could he be, wins the what if he wins the PGA like we have to reassess everything you know and um I don't know like what, what's your over under for total wins for him I would probably set it at like forty one and a half. Yeah, I'll go over that. Do you think he'll keep and playing I, a busy schedule? Um, yeah, you know, I I think he'll I think he'll tone it down a little bit just because he I mean he was he's he like the first couple of years out of the gate he was like playing everything and and I think he's sort of massaged it to 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 work for him now. Um, but man, he wins a lot like. Two months ago, everybody's like, "Oh, speed, speed sucks," and he's got three wins and a major this year. It's like that's a that's a lot. Like that's a career for a lot of guys. And um, you know, his winning percentage is not what a uh, I don't think it's what Rory's is, although it's getting close. Um, but he's going to play a lot more than Rory, and he's going to end up, I think, with more PGA Tour wins than Rory. So I'll go over forty-one and a half. <sighs> So much fun. That's two two a year for for twenty years. I, and and this got brought up. This also got brought up the players, and I got laughed at. I got laughed at for two things. I said Jason Day would never want another PGA Tour event, and I deserve to get laughed at for that. And I said that um, that Spieth would win more than forty PGA Tour uh, tournaments, and I got laughed at for that. And I said, look, two a year for twenty years. That's his pace. 
and it's a pace that he's that he's hitting and and exceeding over the first few years of his career. Now, you you always fade late, like we've seen with Phil, but he's got such a long runway in front of him. He's two years younger than the low amateur at, at the open, Alfie Plant. Shout out to, to horticulture. Um, <laughs> when Rose Plant and uh, Chris well, Wood, Chris Wood, yeah, and there was a there was a, a tree like Thai tree or something. Oh man, fan, fantastic! So anyway, over forty wins, but under uh, ten and a half or nine and a half majors. An all time great, an all time open finish, uh, a worthy champion. So much fun, very much enjoyed it. Uh, Kyle, thank you very much for your time. This is uh, we got. The, uh, the RBC Canadian Open. Can't wait. Coming up. Uh, and it'll be a pretty good field, right? At the Austin Connolly Invitational. <laughs> hey, we did, well, is he going to play in it? I hope. I what hope so. Finish? What did he finish? I, I think he might have finished like T4. 20. No, he, he, he fell uh, off. On T4, T14. Yeah, there you go. Um, yeah, <laughs> the Austin Connolly Invitational. Hey, played a lot of good golf. Uh, We'll be back later this week to preview the RBC Canadian Open. Kyle, thank you so much. Absolutely, Chip. Talk to you then.